Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. I did not depend on a structured education, I would say, just in schools. I went online. I went to source for different programs. I took NLP, hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, and I went on to equip myself with a lot of different skill sets. And because of that, it opened a lot more doors for me than I could have ever imagined. Remember to always turn your mess into a message. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff, and welcome to Lead to Succeed, Episode 79. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Janisha Alora. Janisha is the founder of Soul Rich Woman, the number one female entrepreneur network that connects 200,000 women across Southeast Asia. The network provides mentorship to female entrepreneurs, supporting them in establishing and growing successful online businesses. Janisha's passion and belief in women, combined with her own personal example as an award-winning business star, former Miss Universe of Singapore, and former owner of, of a cafe retail chain, empowers thousands of women to embrace their female strengths and to pursue their business dreams. Janisha, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me on your show, Nestle. Now, it's my pleasure to have you. And I know you're coming on later in the evening for us. And thank you for working out your schedule. It's really a pleasure. So I, I just, I like to get into people's heads a little bit. I like to understand the dream. Like you didn't just snap your fingers and create this soul rich woman. You didn't just immediately start with 200,000 followers or connections all throughout Southeast Asia. So I'm curious to know what was the dream, right? What was behind it? And simultaneously, what obstacles did you need to overcome in order to get to where you are now? One of my dream was to really get out of my comfort zone to pursue outside of what I was doing before, which was occupational therapy. And because I've gone through SARS and it triggered that moment where I asked myself, what do I want to do with my life? Having seen death happening right in front of me. So I got out of it, went on to join Miss Singapore and then went on to support, I would say myself and help leaders, CEOs, directors of companies to own their personal brand on stage and in their life. There are two main obstacles that I faced. I think first and foremost are parental concerns. You know, you are in a nine to five job. You're stable. Why do you have to quit? Go into entrepreneurship. That's like zero salary. That's a, so, it's probably a cultural thing also. Very I cultural. Imagine. Yeah. I would say. And and that was one main hurdle that I needed to cross. And for many years, my parents, in fact, my dad was one of the biggest hurdles. He was never really supportive. And even up till today, he will still say, why don't you just get a job and do the stuff that you do? So, But you see, we can't judge our parents because they were born from a previous generation. Sure. Where they, yeah. So I think that is where he was coming from. The second, the second obstacle that I faced was when you are not, I would say, groomed with the knowledge 
I'm not groomed with business knowledge. I graduate as an occupational therapist. Why would I know what is a marketing funnel? What would I know about Facebook ads and how would I know about getting myself seen and heard? Right. And I went on to get myself, I would say, learned, get a lot of different certifications outside of my current education. I did not depend on a structured education, I would say, just in schools. I went online. I went to source for different programs. I took NLP, hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, and I went on to equip myself with a lot of different skill sets. And because of that, it opened a lot more doors for me than I could have ever imagined. Remember to always turn your mess into your message. Doesn't mean that when there's obstacles in your life, you can't do because of your circumstances, get out of your comfort zone and go get it done. Okay. So what often happens with my, with my podcast is I think I might've shared with you is that I just love to kind of stay in the moment with some of these questions or some of my, uh, the questions that follow, because like right here, I probably think we could end, you know, we could just have the rest of our conversation, just unpacking everything that you've talked about until now. And I can speak to it, by the way, from personal experience. Uh, my listeners know that I'm a former educator and school leader with zero experience really in entrepreneurship, really no sense at all as to what it would be like to make my own way financially, make my own way professionally, because I was until that point employed by an institution, one or many, depending on what I was doing, kind of piecing it all together. And it was just really a matter of doing my job and doing it to the best of my ability and seeking a promotion and possibly a new opportunity elsewhere. But it was always a job. And it was never this entrepreneurship. So you talked, for example, uh, Janisha, about obstacles from your parents. And I feel very similarly, not that anyone meant harm for me. Um, and I mean, by the way, not just parents, but others around me, family members, and possibly even friends. You know, oftentimes we're surrounded by people who mean very well. They want us to do what's worked for them. You know, it's been comfortable for them. It's been steady. It's been consistent. But there are many of us, not necessarily everybody, but a lot of people want to be able to be independent, want to be able to make a bigger impact, want to be able to be their own boss instead of somebody else's. So I'm curious to know, let's stay with that for a minute. And I want to ask you, what advice would you give to somebody? Because again, it's not for everyone. There are a lot of businesses that start and fail. There are a lot of people who seek to contribute as coaches, as consultant, as advisors, as um, you know, even as uh, influencers, and they don't succeed, right? So is there any criteria that you would use to help people know, yes, believe in yourself, go all in, don't listen to the naysayers, get it done, versus, you know, slow down, maybe it's not for you. How would you approach that? I will always do a value system validation. That will be usually my first step. I will look at their value system, whether they value money, they value family, what are the top, I would say, five to 10 values within their system. Because whatever that is in your system, it will also reflect on your reality and what you will do or take action on. So that is the first one. The other one I'll be working on usually will be looking at how much time and effort are you going to put into this project that you want to work on. Not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Everybody comes to me and say, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. But when it comes to crunch, get the work done, finish up the marketing work, do up your social media posts, they'll be like, oh, I'm busy. I have family commitments. I, I'm too tired. 
I have to work late. And there's always 101 reasons why they cannot do the work they're supposed to do. So that would be one key telltale sign as to why they won't be able to succeed. So evaluating the reasons of possible support would be the next area to look at whether they succeed or not. What is the area that people, the resources are, are going to be there for them when they are moving forward? You see, even though we said, yeah, they paid, they, are, they have invested, invested in themselves for a mentor or for a coach, but when the entire environment is completely in destruction mode, that is not going to work out completely because they spend only two hours with you and 22 hours at home. So if 22 hours are spent with people who are making negative comments and this, this happening, that happening, maybe it's not a good time. Perhaps revisit, start small, start with two to four hours a week, manage your timeline, manage your milestones, and then move forward. That will be how I would proceed. Nice. I love it. I, I think that, I mean, again, each of these are big ones. The time effort piece, uh, you know, it's interesting, uh, Janisha, because I think that a lot of people don't realize just how much time and effort is necessary to do almost anything. You know, I've got a funnel in which I uh, have a productivity masterclass because I want to help people become more productive. I specifically focused it for school leaders. Uh, I'm going to link that up, but um, it's designed for more of an on-demand type of thing where people can just access it and learn at their pace. There's so much time that went into creating the course, publishing the course, um, you know, letting people know about it, all that stuff, that's just for one offering. And there's so many things that people who are in the coaching, consulting, and um, let's call it self-education space need to do in order to get themselves out there and be successful. So I think it really is important for people to know that they're going to commit the time. They're going to put in the effort. They have the runway. You talked about support. So you need the support of people around you. You also need the financial support to be able to get started and not have to pull back after a few, a few weeks or months because you've run out of money and you haven't yet had the opportunity to truly monetize. So I think there's a lot that goes into it. And one of the things that I would say is to speak to someone like yourself, you know, take on a mentor, find somebody who's been down the road before, find somebody who has worked through the pros and the cons, you know, shorten your runway and, and make sure that you have everything, um, everything that you could possibly know about and have ready for you so that when you do get started, you have the best chance of succeeding. Definitely. So let's go back to something else that you talked about before. And, um, you know, you, you said that you wanted to get out of your comfort zone. You wanted to grow. I didn't fully understand the context of what pushed you. I know you said you had some type of life or death moment or something similar. Um, oftentimes that is the trigger for us. You know, we have this awakening where we say, you know, life has got to be bigger than this. You know, there's got to be more purpose than just quote, doing the job day after day. So talk us through that a little bit. The specifics are fine, but I'm even more interested in once you have that aha moment, what do you do with it? Right? How do you then translate it to something more positive that's going to really bring fulfillment uh, to your life? I never knew what was that, how am I going to get there or to achieve my dreams or achieve my breakthrough. I, I can't see what's ahead because I have blind, blind spots. I have my own weaknesses and my own strengths. So when I grabbed my aha moment, definitely was because my mom was my key motivator and she told me, she said, hey, just go and 
find out how to do it. Even though you don't know people because network equals your net worth, right? I don't know who to look for. I just kept asking, hey, do you know this person? If I had this, can I, can I, do you know a resource that you can point me to? So I think it was more of the not afraid of being asking for help and the necessary evil of the rejection where, oh, oh, why you look so stupid if you were to ask me this question? You mean you as a graduate, you don't know all these things, you know? So the naysayers kind of monsters are quite, I would say, ridiculous. And those are those that would have impeded my performance or my growth if I had not overcame these criticisms or internal dialogues without my mom's strong, I would say, support and always reminding me, hey, get out of your comfort zone, go beyond, focus on your dreams, whatever hurdles that's there, so what? Just keep going. Mm. Yeah, and that last piece you talked about just before this, about being willing to ask for help, not being afraid of rejection, not worrying about what other people have to say, because you know there's always people out there who are going to be naysayers, always people out there who are going to tell you they're not comfortable with what you're doing. I, I have it all the time in my inner circle, and you have to be willing to push forward, which is, I think, really great. So let's actually talk about your passion. Let's talk about something that you've created, which is the Soul Rich Woman Blueprint. Tell us a little bit about it and what has made it so successful. Well, the Solid Women Blueprint is a blueprint where we take women through a journey, a process where they go through the woman of influence and then they go through the winning offer. And then last but not least, about the magic funnels. So that's when we talk about, for example, branding. And we talk about um, how do you create an irresistible offer and position yourself. And then last but not least, moving into your marketing pieces. Overall, we, we are very specific about people who we are helping. I think that really created success in that relationship or that growth. First would be knowing who you want to serve. I think that's one. And number two, really... When they come in, you got to show them that it's something different because a lot of times they would have tried other mentors before, they have tried other coaches before or tried other systems before and maybe they have not really succeeded. They will come in and question and say, why are you so different? So I think that ability for you to consistently show up on the online platforms, for example, if they search your name on Google or search your platform on Google, what kind of social proof can they see? So I think that contributed a lot, especially if you are consistent because you don't want to read a piece of news that is in 2007 you know, or 2004, right? You want to be reading something that's 2021, December or even 2022 by then will be in January and something that they feel that they can relate to you and you are not outdated because information move very quickly, right? And I think that those pieces are what contributed to our success and well as well, right? So key thing is always the messaging, who you're speaking to, and last but not least, always stay relevant. So let's stay on that last point because you talk about messaging and who, you, who you're speaking to, but clearly you have an audience and you've chosen to serve women in particular. And I'm curious to know, obviously you're a woman, so uh, that might just be the connection right there, but I'm curious to know, why you chose that demographic, and what is it about um, your work that specifically speaks to women and helps them? 
first and foremost, the reason why I went to only focusing on women, not just because I was a, a woman, but uh, because my mom is a role model in the community. Because when I was 14, I had to support myself through school. So I've been working for almost 20 years of my life. And it's not been an easy journey. And back in those days, when I went online, I was finding it so hard to look for mentors, look for coaches, and look for stuff that was relevant in the culture here in, I would say, Singapore and Southeast Asia, right? Doesn't mean everything is suitable, that whatever we have learned, right? So we need to adopt and adapt. So at this moment, when I move forward to create this, I would say, this group that I'm reaching out to, I realized that never assume their success is what you think their success should be or how it should be looking like. And that is why Soul Rich Woman, we have this tagline, is called for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and a happy family. Which means whatever success means to you, it could be fabulous. It could be financial independence. It could be family. It could be freedom. So whatever that speaks to them, they will show up. Whatever they need at the current moment to achieve their dreams, their big why, that is when they'll pop up and then they will come and join the funnel and then join the program and join our network. Nice. I, I, love, the, I love the F word, uh, all four of them. Um, probably some others we could add to it as well, but those are really good. And I think when it's short and succinct and relatable, you know, it helps a lot because people are always looking for who's speaking to me. There's so much noise out there and it's hard to really make an imprint in a very talkative, constantly get to know me kind of world. And we feel very distant and yet we want to make the connection. And so when you have the opportunity to say, I understand you, I get your situation, this is what I'm offering. And it's simple, it's clear, the demographic is clear. You know, I think that speaks a lot. And so I, I want to stay with this demographic and I want to talk about female entrepreneurship because, you know, in my little universe and what I see on LinkedIn, what I see elsewhere, uh, it really has exploded. You know, the, the idea that women have taken on not just more of a role in the workplace in general, but specifically as owners of businesses, whether they're solopreneurs and they're more the creative types or they're creating agencies or they're creating other types of business in, businesses in a variety of spaces, uh, it seems like it's become our new normal in a really great way. So I'm curious to get your take on female entrepreneurship. What are the trends? What's driving it? And what do you see evolve, it evolving into as we move forward? First and foremost, internet really has shrunk the world. And I think, too, driving technolo technological change is by the C word. It's called COVID. And that really has really created opportunities for people with just a mobile phone and internet, you can just turn on your live stream, do a podcast, do a landing page, whatever, to create a business and life that you love. The way female entrepreneurship has evolved over the last, I would say, when I started in 2015 till today, has evolved so much. And key driving factors are government. I would say in, for example, Singapore, we do have fundings and grants to help entrepreneurship to thrive. Back in those days, you never see entrepreneurship as a module, in as an education piece, and then evolved into education as a module, maybe supplementary. Right now, entrepreneurship is a main program itself. It's like a degree. 
in, 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 it's in own it's in own world. So I think it's really pretty awesome that how he has evolved. Even for example, in the Philippines, female entrepreneurship is on the rise. In fact, it is there where women are encouraged to start small businesses to get going in their life. And in Malaysia, there are actually grants to help women uh, who are starting uh, their businesses to kind of get their businesses seen in the online space. So I would say at the level, there are organizations and government bodies who are there to support the movement or the notion of entrepreneurship because the whole world, the climate of the world where business transactions, business dealings are being done has already evolved. Wow. And, and where do you see this taking us moving forward? Definitely more women are going to get on board the entrepreneurship journey. And I would say women no longer just play the role of, I would say, motherhood and just being at home, being a homemaker, although that is still concurrent, but more opportunities are given to women to start small businesses online. So would you say that culture, at least in your, in your area of the world, is the biggest inhibitor, the biggest uh, restraint, let's call it, for women becoming entrepreneurs, or is it something else that's holding people back? For one, it's culture, definitely, because it's still the environment, the people that you hang out with, the, you know, I think that is definitely still one. Because when I traveled Southeast Asia before COVID happened, I was on the ground working with these communities. And a lot of them do not are not given the opportunity. Number one, number two, they have not the education of entrepreneurship have not reached at their doorstep. They don't know how to do it. How do I do this? How do I do that? They don't really know. So I think it's to really get to them because education is the most powerful form for, for people, for women to break through. I mean, not just women, but people to break through in their life. Like just like myself, I was educated in occupational therapy. I didn't know nuts about business. I didn't know anything about going online. I got myself educated in the online space. And that's how women can continue to thrive moving forward. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I don't mean to say this in a, in a mean way, but I think that we really have little to no excuse today to not be able to pursue whatever it is that we want. You know, I will even, for example, I'm relatively handy, but if I see that there's something around my house that needs to be repaired or something I need to do, if I don't know how to do it, I just go into YouTube or some other place online and I find a tutorial. And for the most part, I get it done, you know, and that's true for almost anything. You can find tutorials on online marketing, on how to start a business, on so many areas. And of course, they could reach out to experts like yourself to walk them through the process. And yes, there's an investment involved. And that investment may feel scary up front. But if you think about the potential ROI, the opportunity you know, to really make an impact down the road, to recoup your investment, and then to uh, scale up after that, for the most part, so long as the, the quality of the service is there, you know, it's a no-brainer. You really have to go after it. At least that's been my experience. Yeah, but sometimes going out there to search for content or the solution, Nathalie, it's not a common sense for some. No, no. I mean, common sense is not as common as one would typically think. Hence the, hence the term is a bit of a misnomer, but it's what it is. So I want to ask you this question because, you know, oftentimes I'm just imagining this. When I see people who have succeeded, you know, influencers, um, whether in social media people who are considered to be very knowledgeable, highly motivating, things like that. Most people look at them and they say that they're gifted. 
right? You're a former Miss Universe. So people say, oh, Janisha has succeeded. She's, she's pretty, she's talented. She, she has the good, so to speak. You listen to many speakers and they have a certain, let's call it type A type personality or something about them, physical appearance, height, uh, you know, intelligence, et cetera. And so we say, oh, that works for them because they have A, B, C, D. They have money, they have brains, they have, you know, somebody got them started, they have looks, they have whatever. Okay, what do you say to people who throw up that wall and say, I don't have any of these things. I'm just ordinary, you know, plain Jane, so to speak, or, you know, an ordinary Joe. I don't have those talents. I don't have those abilities. I don't have those looks. How can I be successful? What's your response to that? The formal. They have not seen the formal yet when they will make the word again. They haven't seen the what? Formal. The formal, that means that when they run, they have not seen someone breaking the four-mile record. Oh, the four-mile, right? the four-mile. Yeah, Got the four-mile. Okay. Yeah. So they have not seen someone broken the record, and that's why they will make such a remark. And for my case, it's always all the case studies and testimonials and that social proof that we have helped. And that is why it's very important to show them that other people have done it and how we have helped the other person to do it. So that's how we usually overcome such objections. Yeah, and social proof you mentioned is really important. You have those testimonials, people see, and then they start to say, well, if that person can do it, maybe in fact, maybe in fact I can do it. I might do it a little differently. I might have a different focus area. Um, but uh, yeah, but, but those, are, those are really important pieces to it. Okay, so as we're uh, getting ready to transition over here, um, is there anything else you wanted to share about female entrepreneurship before we move into our next segment? Never be afraid to ask for help and really stay with a group of mastermind or peers who can really give you their support along the way because you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. So yes. Oh, I love that plug. I, I run mastermind groups for business owners and school leaders and whatnot. So I uh, I, I will jump on that. But yes, I agree with you fully. I've gained tremendously on a very selfish level. I run them because I get smarter as a result, but I do it obviously as a portion of my business as well. And everyone in those mastermind groups, it's not because I'm the smartest person in the room. It's the collective wisdom. It's the insights from oftentimes from very um, unusual places or places you wouldn't necessarily expect the breakthrough to come from because we all have what to share. And if we're open to hearing, like you've talked about Janisha until now, you know, a willingness to listen, a willingness to seek ideas from new places, uh, to be humble enough to not feel like you have all the answers yourself. It seems to me like you're going to be on the fast track to, to success sooner than later. So let's now talk about, uh, let's do a rapid fire. And I'd love to get your morning rituals. How do you prep, how do you prep for your day? Short and sweet. I wake up, I do a long morning walk, and then I will have my usual cup of coffee. Your usual, your usual cup of coffee? Did I hear correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone wants to know what that, what's in that cup of coffee. Freshly brewed Arabica, I would say, Arabica, Arabica beans, yeah. Very good. Your favorite app? Oh, probably Evernote. Evernote. Okay, great. And a productivity tip that you can share to help us get more done. Use Asana project management tool to get your projects and clients organized. Nice. Okay. So with that, I know you shared this piece about the mastermind, but I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to tell us where people can find you online, 
how they can connect with you, how they can learn more about what it is that you have to offer. Well, if you loved today's episode, you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok at Janisha Allura. And that is G-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. I have two free gifts for you. Number one, secrets of personal branding. And the other one is how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so that you can focus on your zone of genius and make money online. And these two are available for download at soulrichwoman.com. And that is S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com, soulrichwoman.com. Nice. Okay, so we're going to have all of that in the show notes as well. So Janisha, you've shared a lot. Obviously, you've had a tremendous uh, success until this point in time, an incredible journey as well, very inspiring. Share with us, please, one final life lesson that you'd like all of Lee to succeed, to listen, uh, to hear, and to leave this episode um, feeling inspired by. Alone, you are strong. Together, we are unstoppable. Continue being unstoppable. Janisha, thank you so much for being on Lead to Succeed today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for making yourself available. I know you're many hours ahead of me time-wise, but we are here having this conversation because you are unstoppable. Continue to be unstoppable. And thank you again for joining me on this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Your feedback gives the show more social proof and encourages more folks to listen. 